Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcast Your Life The Mixtape and Headliners comes Your Life The Mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. Hello there, I, I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favorite subscription only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognized journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up. You're listening to Headliners, the show featuring the best and brightest of music from all over the world. Please welcome your host, Greg Howard Jr. His new single, The Real Me, is out on the 13th. Please welcome the one and only Jeffrey James to the show. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? It's it's fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. This is great, man. Where, where am I finding you, by the way? Where, where are you based? I am in South Carolina. Hmm. We're not too far. I'm, I'm here in Nashville. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So I, tell me about the new single. Yeah, new song. It's called The Real Me. Uh, it's got a bit of a vintage feel. Um, I kind of, for whatever reason, when I was making this new group of songs, um, had been really digging a bunch of like 90s alt UK stuff. Um, and so I wrote this song. It was kind of a acoustic ballad. And I went, reached out to my producer uh, for this song, David Burris, who's out of LA. And I was like, hey, what if we made this feel like a modern pop ballad, but also like a pseudo oasis song um so that's that's kind of what the what the song is what so if you had to describe the new single using only one word what would it be <laughs> uh emo excellent choice <laughs> it's uh oh yeah go ahead no you're good yeah yeah it's just a, it's like me spilling my heart out you know, it's not emo in a My Chemical Romance form, just in a like <laughs> overly emotional. Yeah. 
so tell me who is an artist that if they jumped into the zoom right now and said you've got to come on tour with me right this minute who are you dropping everything for man there's so many um i'm gonna give two just because one is totally random uh and and david Byrne, if he hopped on here i said i don't care what style what music you're playing i will hop on with you and then um janelle monet nice yeah i love everything she does if you could change one thing about the music industry what would it be man uh i would get rid of gatekeepers i think it's controlled by uh Small amount of people. I mean, this is most industries, I guess, but a small amount of people who aren't the creatives, um, who uh, some use use their power for evil and and kind of think that their taste is better than everyone else's, I guess. And I I, I think that's stupid. What's what's the dream venue for you? Like, where would you what what venue would you give anything to play? You know, before like this week, my answer would have been Red Rocks. Um, still an amazing venue, but I just, just seen the videos of the sphere in Las Vegas looks insane. And I, I would like, I would have just like one giant picture of like a close up of my face through the whole sphere, just be really unsettling. No, uh, but it, that would be amazing to have that. Um, have you seen the videos? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It looks, looks insane. So I would, I would love to play that place. Like the, the amount of just visual stuff that you could do. Yeah, it's what you I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it takes, you know, a live concert to an entirely new level. Um, that's really cool. What do you think is your worst habit during the songwriting process? Ooh, um, staying focused. I kind of have a little bit of a ADD that I'm that I treat myself for, but I kind of lose touch and i'll just like stare at my phone and it'll be like i'll look up and it'll be an hour and i'll be like oh shoot i haven't i'm here to write a song uh so yeah it's just just pure focus how would you describe your music using only colors and shapes only colors and shapes um oblong spherical um and tan and bright pink do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? Ooh, good question. I'd say entertainer. Um, because I I I love performing and and when you're performing or when when a song is written and you give it out, it's not it's not about you anymore. And so I just want the people who experience my live performances or my music to have their own reaction that's very personal to them. So I guess entertainer in that way. Tell me about the uh, moment in your career you're most proud of. Ooh. Um, moment in my career I'm most proud of. I don't know if it's a moment, but uh, uh, um, I guess it's a, it's, a, it's a long moment. But my my the song I've had the most success with is a song called All I Need Is You. And it was the first song I wrote for my um, now partner. And her and I have been together for a second, but it's the first song I wrote for her and I wrote it in like 30 minutes because it came out so quickly and it's it's a song that gets used on the most playlists and stuff and for for wedding dances and our first dances and all that. So I'm definitely most proud of, of that song. What was the moment that you decided you wanted to pursue music? 
I was uh, at college. Um, I went to Belmont University here in Nashville. I didn't go for music, but I went. They have like a music business program where it was like I kind of had, I hadn't admitted to myself that I that I wanted to do this thing yet. But I was like, oh, I'll do this and I'll be in the industry maybe or around music. Maybe I'll go into radio. And I got there and it's it's a semi like conservatory, but everybody's doing like pop music and country music and a bunch of other genres. And I was surrounded by people just creating and performing every day. And I realized halfway through the first semester that like, that's, that's all I want to do. Um, and I would be very miserable if I was around all these people doing that and I wasn't pursuing it myself. Um, so changed my major the next semester and I never looked back. Yeah. So if you could start over from minute one, would you do anything different? I would, I would have more patience. Um, especially when I first started out, you know, it's like, you think uh, everything takes time in, in the music industry and, and you, you need that time to grow and learn. I think I've deleted more music from the internet. That was mine than I have on, on the internet right now, you know? So just, just patience and the willingness to like sit in what I've created and make the product and then like figure out the best way for it to be out there. And if it should be out there. So if this interview suddenly turned into like a tiny desk concert type thing, uh, where does the real me fall in the set list? I, I think the real me is the last song. Um, it, it, it gets big, but it starts small and ends small. Um, I mean, in some ways, if, if there was an encore in tiny desk, which I don't think they have, that would be it would be like the encore song. What advice do you have for the next generation of artists? I mean, it's a cliche of just, just practice. And if you're a songwriter, keep writing a song because especially early on, every song is your best song you've ever written and it's your most precious. But the next one might be even better. And the one after that might be 10 times better. So don't be too precious with your music and just um, keep writing. If if there were 25 hours in a day, what would you do with that extra hour? Oh, just uh, I'd play video games. Yeah, I'd probably just play video games. Nice. <laughs> Nothing productive. To your credit, most people just say sleep. So Fair, fair. I like to torture myself a little bit more, you know, <laughs> feel the tiredness. But I'm like, but I got one more level on this game, so might as well. <laughs> What do you want people to uh, get from your music? I'd like them to get a sense of me. Um, I think I, I pour out a bit of my personality into each song. You know, like this one is my more kind of, like I said, emotional side and, and very being very honest, more honest than I've been personally in a song in a, in a long time. So I'd hope they'd hear a song and be like, I, I understand who that guy is or who he wants to be. So uh, tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can get their hands on your music. Uh, it's everywhere on Spotify, um, uh, YouTube, Apple Music, Amazon under Jeffrey James, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Um, on the Instagram, I'm Jeffrey James Official. Same thing on TikTok. And The Real Me will be out October 13th. Fantastic. Well, thank you for uh, taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about you and talk to me uh, about your music. I've I've enjoyed this very much, sir. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate the time. It was great. 
Thanks for listening to Headliners. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For more information about the show, visit us at www.yourlifemixtape.com. Headliners is a Spring Break 83 production in association with Rodwarton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. <laughs>